Thank you for tuning in to another Raisin Brand podcast. Make sure to check out our website at raisinbrand.co and sign up for our email list to make sure you never miss another podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Raisin Brand podcast. My name is Aaron. I'm a brand strategist with Pixel Labs. We have a very exciting topic today and some very um, exciting folks that have joined us to talk about it. Today, we're going to be talking about the benefits of online selling and marketing and some different tools that local businesses have been able to use and utilize um, to sell goods and products. So... This morning, I'd like to start off by welcoming our guests, Kelly, Tanya, and Heather. Um, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank thanks you. for having us. Yeah, oh my goodness. Um, they are here this morning from Mo and Arrow Boutique. They are each co-owners of the business and have their storefront in Waverly, Iowa. They also sell online, in their app, and through live sales on social media. Um, so before we go ahead and get started with some of the questions, would you each introduce yourself and kind of your role in the business um, and how long you've been a part of the business? Yeah, uh, so do I. Yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. You can pick. There's never a... <laughs> um, so um, I'm Kelly Moeller. I am the founder of Mo and Arrow. Um, I originally was the, the sole owner of it. Uh, we opened up online in 2018, like October-ish. Um, and then in 2019, probably around, what, March, mm-hmm. um, we opened up a storefront in Waverly. Um, and then this last April in 2023, we brought on, um, I sold a third of the business to each, Tanya and Heather, and so now we're co-owners. My name is Tanya Dinner, and I, like Kelly said, started out as a sale associate um, in running the floor and helping her with online sales, and then um, worked into running the front and being the um, manager of the store. And then, like Kelly said, now a part of the ownership of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm Heather Brees, and I started as the mail carrier. <laughs> <laughs> she was. She was. I was their mail carrier for the store and for Kelly's um, home, and got to know them, and um, and then ended up coming on as their shipping and inputting and kind of the back of the house stuff. And um, yeah, and then co-owner. Oh my goodness. So your Next. vehicle would be full then of packages. Yeah, yeah, because not only did they have like stuff coming out of the business, also like from the home and, and yeah, so it was, yeah, and it was great like getting to know them that way and then, yeah, yeah, it's, I know, it's kind of, it's interesting, but it, it worked out so good, yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, so, you know, specifically we're going to be talking a little bit about online selling and, and some of the tools that you've used. We talked a little bit ahead of time about the live sales. Um, but let's, before we get too far into that, let's start how, um, in your business, how are you selling all your merchandise? So live sales are a piece of that. What are the other pieces of, of how you're selling uh, your products? Uh, yeah, so we have a website and an app, uh, but our biggest um, point of sale would be in-person sales at our storefront. Um, and even we offer local pickups. And so those who do shop with us online, um, whether that be through Facebook Lives, our app, or our website, there is an option on there instead of shipping that they can select local pickup. We um, pull those orders and then we just have a spot in the back of the, the store and then they can come into the store to pick it up. Nice, nice. And so was that part of the original plan, having all of those options? Or did you start with just in store and then expand? Or what was that process like? Yeah, so it started with actually just online in my basement, um, and we did shipping and local pickups at my home, um, and it just, it took off. 
like crazy and it was like I cannot have all these people constantly coming to my home I had like a little box outside and then I had to have two boxes outside and we lived in the country um and you're and making lots of trips to the post office was, for your shipping yes yes and so when um, my husband and I went to market in Las Vegas the very first year that we were in business we were there and we're like we should just open up a storefront, like have something in town. And the idea was like, we could still just sell online and have people pick up. Um, and then it just grew into this, like people needed our storefront to be where they could come in and try things on. And so it just it escalated very quickly because that was the demand. And uh, um, But now I think things over the last, what, five years, it's just, it's gone up and down. It used to be like everything was online and then everything was in person and then it was kind of a blend and then COVID hit and everything was back online. And then after COVID, everybody wanted to come in person. And so now we're kind of at that point where our in-person sales are stronger than our online. Yeah. Um, but it's probably like a, I don't know, 70, 30 split. Okay. Okay. And then talk you know, and actually you talked about the demand. What does Monero do different products wise or service wise that folks have liked so much and appreciate? We are very strong on customer service and building that relationship. When someone comes into the store, they're not just an average, like we want to treat them like family. So we're very um, open and we're very friendly and we, you know, get to know our customers. So we ask them about their kids and their, what they're there for and um, build that relationship with them so that they do return, but also we can celebrate the highs and the lows for them that are going on um, in their lives. And so I think that's a big thing that what's maybe separates us a little bit um, is that customer service and that um, personal part of Mo and Arrow. So it just, um, we have a lot of people who watch us online, but then they come into the store to interact with us. And yeah. Um, so that's kind of the nice part about doing a local pickup is that we still get to see them. And, and then if we haven't seen them for a little while, then we do reach out and be like, Hey, is everything okay? Is everything going all right? We haven't seen you in a little while. And it's more just checking on them. It's not the fact that they haven't been and purchased anything. We just want to make sure that they're all right. And so, um, we actually had a lady come in this week and we hadn't seen her forever and we were worried about her. And so I did reach out knowing that she got her hair done at somewhere just to make sure she was okay. Um, and so she came in to thank us and, and stuff like that. So it's, it's definitely building that connection with our customers more than anything. Mm -hmm. And I think too, we include all sizes. Yep. Like that's huge. You know, we didn't just do small through large or small through extra large, like some of the other boutiques did, which is what I thought set us apart mm -hmm. at the beginning too. And you know, women love that, especially with all of the like main stores closing and then they lost a lot of places to shop. So not only do they get their size, they get the experience of yep. like the friendliness that you wouldn't get at other like main stores. And seeing people stores. that are their size. So they're not walking in and seeing people that are a size five trying to tell them how something's going to fit them if they're a size 24. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually seeing people in different sizes wearing the clothes. And so then you, we can talk about it and connect to them. Like um, we understand that it's the most difficult thing to buy jeans because they never fit you. And so trying to just give them a new outlook on that and having a better experience shopping. Mm -hmm. So it's not just another place that you can go and, and buy clothes that you like. It's more so a community that you're inviting folks into. Okay, awesome. And so talk a little bit about, you know, you, you said the majority of the sales are in-store. 
you know, but of course COVID was this big thing yeah. that we just all yeah. went through. When it was all virtual, or even now when you're still selling virtually or digitally, how do you maintain that community, even though you might not touch with that individual in person? Um, well, one fun thing we do is we play games when yeah. we do lives, like they have to interact with us, like, and whether it's, you know, getting them to comment and we have a timer, last person to comment gets a prize or they can ask us questions. Mm -hmm. um, we try to make it as interactive as possible. Or like when we have a drink, like we'll do a cheers together. And like people love that. They'll come in and they'll be like, oh, that was so much fun. I had a drink with you last night. And yep. you guys, you know, that you make it so it's um, like, like it's not so like professional or like, you know, like there's no pressure. Like if you don't buy, it's fine. You can still yep. talk to us yep. and we'll still have a great time. And I think a lot of people like that. And I think during COVID, that was a way for people to reach out to um, so we still did our local pickups and we did lives every single day during COVID. Wow. So we worked every day that wow. during that whole time. That and so, like, yeah. yeah, we, and we, um, had a few ladies who did come into the store because they were lacking that personal interaction. Um, so they would come in and they would just sit in there and chat with us just to have that because they couldn't go to church and they couldn't have that and sit out to eat or something like that. And so um, we're that spot for our customers also because we do have some customers that don't come in and they just come in to chat with us and, yeah. <laughs> and you know, tell us how their lives are going as much as shopping while they're there. So um, I think we can see who comments yep. when we're on. And yep. so we acknowledge when people say things to us and we carry on a conversation. It's almost as if we're FaceTiming, but yeah. we just can't see them. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Which was a big adjustment. But yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, um, and they, we let them know about our families. And it's, so it's not just us getting on there and selling them something. We, you know, let them know what's going on in our lives. And so if we do hit a goal, we, they're the first ones we celebrate with. And so that's like a huge thing yeah. for us. It's not about our... selling the what, it's about mm -hmm. who and why. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, and I think especially for local businesses, you have to connect and know what's going on with your folks, what's going through their minds and how you can ultimately help them with that. And then if you get a sale out of it, that's just icing on the cake. Like that's just exciting. So for our audience, um, you keep saying live and you introduce that you do Facebook lives. Talk a little bit about what that looks like for you and why you decided to start doing those Facebook lives. And maybe yeah. women too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's just a way of hustling, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like when Facebook live came out, it was just a new Avenue that was free, um, to reach customers. And so it was just about hustling it, you know, when we first started, it was you were doing them at eight o'clock at night because that's when the audience was available. Yeah. And yeah. eventually we've kind of gotten to the point of we can do them when it best fits our schedule because we've established that brand and that, that customer um, base. But uh, one time a week, we try to do an evening one just to, to meet their, their needs. Mm -hmm. um, Especially with the replay too. Like if we do it in the afternoon, they can replay it and watch it later at night. Like what's more convenient for them. Yep. They might not get the interaction, but they still get to see the product and us talk about it. So, And then adding our app and then now adding Instagram, we hit a lot more people. And then um, a lot of times with going live on Facebook, it gets shuffled in with everything else unless they search it out. And so having our own app and going live in it, it makes shopping for them a lot easier. And then for our older customers, it's just they don't have to type in so much because they would have to type in words and everything has a number to it. So now they can just click a button 
And so it's more user-friendly for that too, which helps them out a lot. And so that just opened us up, I think, a lot. Yeah. The technology we use has advanced. So mm -hmm. it used to be to the point where we had a list of items that we were showing and we numbered them. And then at the end of the night, like we would have to go through the comments from our yeah. customers and be able to acknowledge like this was the item that they wanted in this size. And then we would have to manually invoice them. Right. Um, now we use a program that um, is connected with our app. And so we can create a live selection is what it's mm -hmm. called. So all our products are in there. Um, the system numbers it. Uh, it shows a picture of the product, the price, the sizes on the screen. So it's like an overlay when we're um, live. And then when they comment, it automatically puts it into like a shopping cart for them. And then they go through the, the checkout process. So we don't uh, do anything manually. Once they check out, then we get the notification that we have an order and then Heather takes it from there and either ships or does local pickup with it. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. And, and so was this something that immediately once you started doing it, it was, you knew that this was the right call or did it take a little bit of time to build that up or how have you built that to be a, a successful avenue to sell the lives I think over it, time? I mean, there was definitely trial and errors. I mean, cause with any technology, which you guys understand here, if it doesn't want to work, it's not going to work. And so you, you know, so we've had to sometimes go back and we could be live and, but we would have to hold up a sheet of paper with a picture of the product and then a number. Um, because we couldn't get it to go over the, the overlay or stuff like that. And like Kelly, cause I used to watch Kelly's lives when she would do it in her basement. And so the adva advancement with that, um, has grown, but it also just gets our products out there and it, it brings people into the store as much as it sells them online. And then it just shows them the product also. And so. Um, for us, it's kind of our way of checks and balances in the store. We don't bring product out onto the floor to sell until we've shown it on a live. And so kind of the live people have been with us the longest. So it's kind of our way to like give them, yeah, give them the first look for it. Mm -hmm. It is probably the most frustrating part of the business <laughs> yes. oh, <no. laughs> um, in the sense that it is, it is ever evolving and changing. And so like I can give the example of Black Friday three years ago, we could go live and show products and I would have, you know, over a hundred people watching and we would sell, you know, 200 items. And then the very next year we do the same thing and it's half um, because, you know, with algorithms and things like that. So it's the most um, frustrating piece because it's a big part of it is out of our circle of control. Right. Um, and so what worked yesterday, what worked a month ago, what worked last year is not always the case for today. And so it's always a constant hustle. Um, yeah. Like what's, what do we need to try different? What time do we need to try different? How can we create more engagement? How do we get connected with customers more? Um, what can we do to drive sales, you know, and build that relationship, which I think helps that there's three of us to do that too. So yeah. that we try to constantly come up with new ideas and we bounce them off of each other. So it's not just um, like it started out just being Kelly's, you know, sole thing to think of. And then we just, I would just show up and help her sell the clothes where now it's like we can all three brainstorm and come up with ideas to do it. And the fun things that we come up with <laughs> to interact with our customers and stuff like that, you know, that's something we all can decide together too. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
And, and so that's actually, that, that brings up a good topic. We, um, you know, over time, especially we see some businesses, they'll solely lean on, you know, say Facebook lives, like solely lean on it because it's what's working for them. But they don't think about that, you know, maybe next year or tomorrow, something could happen and it's not going to work. I mean, there's times that we'll go to use Facebook or post something and it's just down for the day for whatever reason. And so it sounds like you've already taken some of those steps, you know, with the app, having more control over how you're able to get in touch with folks. But what else are you doing to kind of make sure that you own those connections so that you can maintain those relationships? Say if, if Facebook, for whatever reason, was gonna be down. Yeah, Heather, so, you wanna, yeah, like with the emails? And oh, yeah, yeah, we do our emails and we do our text messages and we have like different events that we'll do also with like having a food truck in the parking lot or if like we're big on community. So if Waverly's having something, um, we've had postcards through the mail. I mean, we do, yeah, any avenue we can take, we'll, we'll do it or try it at least, I would say. Um, phone calls, people know that if they have any questions and some of our customers are older and they can't figure out the system, they'll call and we'll take an order over the phone or we'll, how, anything we can do, we'll do <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. We even have a list of, um, so we have a loyalty program uh, which tracks like purchases, the amount spent. Um, and so we can, we have them in different tiers. And so our top tier customers, we print out a list, we send them birthday cards. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, we try to, sometimes we'll do like a coupon for just them. Um, so we try to stay connected personally uh, because we can't depend on technology or anything else. So, yeah. And, and talk a little bit about how have you gone about collecting those, <clears throat> you know, emails, phone numbers. We, you know, work with some folks and they are very concerned about, I don't want to email because I don't want to spam them. I don't want to text them. How have you navigated that? So you feel like you're providing value without going over the top. So I think some of the things that we do is that we um, add a personal touch to it. So it's not just spammy. It's not just another email that they're getting from somewhere else. So we um, don't just like flood them with a bunch. We will show them something that we know they're going to be excited about. So we talk about an event that we have coming up. So like we just added permanent jewelry to Mo and Arrow. And so um, we put that in there and let them know that that's something that maybe they're not in the avenue for clothing, but this could be something that they could bring their families in and do together. Um, and then we try to make it so it's not constant. Like it's not a... Not to overdo it. Not to overdo it. So it, the email only goes out once a week. Mm -hmm. And then we um, try not to text them every single day. Like we try to, to keep in mind of that also. Um, but we do do Facebook posts every day. So they can, if they wanted to, look us up and see what we are, what new things we have in the store or something like that. And then we also do a Facebook story and Instagram story every single day. And so we just kind of let them know what's going on. And it's not always a selling point, but it could be personal. So it could be like Maria doing, taking photos of us doing this so that we can say we have some exciting things coming. You know, mm -hmm. it's just kind of letting them know what's going on for us and not just always flooding them mm -hmm. with bye, bye, bye. Or like you know? the uplifting messages like yep. that we'll put on there, like just something cheerful. It doesn't even have to be a product. Sometimes we just put something yep. positive out yep. there to lift them up for the day to, you know. Our, to... our mission is to make everybody feel beautiful on the inside and out and feel yeah. confident, um, you know, and we do that through our relationships with them and, you know, our positive attitudes yeah. and our clothing. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. That's just, um, you know, so that radiates through our branding. Mm -hmm. 
Well, and it, and it sounds like too, you've expanded beyond just the clothing with the events and the communication. I mean, you're, this brand is a lot larger than just, you talk about getting into jewelry, it's, it's ever expanding. Do you know, or do you have any information you can share about some of the, maybe that some of the things that are coming down the pipeline in the future that kind of tie into that? Um, I think we are, we'll always hustle in some way. I just think it's yeah. we, yeah. So the jewelry came in about, um, in the beginning of this month. Um, so that's very new. So that's very, very, yeah. very, so, very so new. So maybe not, we're not thinking of something just quite yet because we're getting this one <laughs> yes. dialed in. But, but to try to take full advantage of it, we're not only offering walk-ins, like people can come in during business hours, but we're offering like private or, or personal parties. Yeah. Um, so people can kind of like host them and get, you know, a hostess reward um, where they can invite their friends and have a little bit more privacy. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so just trying to, to hustle it as much as possible and we're advertising it and, and things like that, mm -hmm. so. But we're always interested in new things and That's what's right. going on. Yeah. Like we're always open to like, do, can we do this? Like, will this work? And yeah. having three minds, like you, you said, yeah. bouncing off each other, like the negatives, the positives, like, and just like, I feel we always talk really well with each other about like, if someone's like, oh, I don't know, like we don't say, you know, we, we don't disregard that. We like take it in like, okay, good point. You know? And then right. we're like, I don't know. I feel like that's what I love about having three owners. Cause sometimes you think, oh, that's a lot, but I don't know. I think it benefits there's, us. There's definitely a respect across the board. Yeah. And so even with new ideas, it, you know, like, okay, well, we'll try this and we'll see if it works. And if it's not, then we can revisit it down the road. Mm -hmm. It's never a no right off the bat. Yeah. It's always something that we can work into and revisit. So mm -hmm. I think that helps out in thinking of new ideas and bringing new things into the mm -hmm. store also. Yeah. And so maybe talk about whether it's related to the Facebook Lives, the email marketing, the texting. What are some things maybe that didn't work that you thought would, that you learned from? Is there anything specific that you can think of? We, we always make it work. That's a good question because I'm like, hmm. What? I mean, I think going live, trying to figure out the times going live and then the amount of products to have during them. Like if we go live like in the mornings, we might have a better audience and sell more than going live in the middle of the day. Um, and if we do that, then it's better to have like one outfit and just show from head to toe this is our look and so it's just trying to figure out in that aspect what will work when I think is probably one of our biggest hurdles like Kelly said it's constantly changing mm -hmm. um, and then technology out there is constantly changing so like right now one thing is do we TikTok shopping on TikTok is huge so do we you know adventure onto that because the more you add then the more spam and that type of thing you have to deal with also and so it's just you know, figuring out what will work in that point of view. And I think when we make those decisions, we continue to go back to what is our target customer, yeah. right? You know, so we're not targeting the 20, 25 year olds. That's not our target customer. So um, we make our decisions based off of that, you know, what inventory we buy, what how we mm -hmm. advertise, um, things like that, so. But I do agree, we do hustle and make it work no matter what. <laughs> Even if it's not a good turnout for something, we still like try to turn it positive yeah. and not always have it be a negative. So it's... Well, and I think what you said is a great one, you know, knowing when your audience is going to be on, yeah. paying attention, that just, that totally makes sense. Um, and it might not be, 
you know, because I, I can't remember if you said this in the beginning or if this was before, but, um, you know, if you only go on when it's convenient for you, that might not be convenient right. for, mm -hmm. for everybody else that's going to be right. purchasing, right. which doesn't work. So right. being a little bit flexible to that. Mm -hmm. um, where do you go, you know, when, so you're talking about, you know, is TikTok right or not? Where do you go to look up information? Um, so folks that are watching, you know, maybe they're also considering it or taking a look at who do you go to or what do you look up to find out if it's right for you? Google, of course. No. Um, <laughs> we are members of what's called the Boutique Hub. So we are fortunate that they have a group of ladies have created this community to help boutique owners, small boutique owners like ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and so they have resources on there um, that we utilize and they get in experts in certain topics. They do interviews with them such as this. Um, and so we just stay as educated as possible. Um, I'm in a, a few, or we're in a few Facebook groups uh, of boutique owners. Yeah. And so we're definitely community over competition. We, you know, try to help each other. And um, Well, and that was another, th to, to another thing that I saw was your Facebook group, which looks like it's very healthy in terms of the amount of members, um, which I have to imagine that, especially with the lives, but other areas of your business, Stuff like that has been very helpful. Mm -hmm. Is that something you're active in most days, contributing to those groups, or what does that kind of look like? I think our, our Facebook posts um, and then the Boutique Hub, like Kelly mentioned, they'll like, there's, we'll be in our feed. And so then we'll like, if there's somebody on there asking a question about something, if we can help, we type it in. Um, we had a local boutique in the area that was getting a new system like ours that we use in the store. And so they would call and ask like questions. And so we would help them navigate through that and stuff like that. And so it's, it's just if we are able to help in some way because we have that experience, then we definitely will. Because like Kelly said, it is community mm -hmm. um, over competitions. And same with Waverly. Um, Waverly being a small town, there's a lot of things going on in Waverly in a lot of places. And so if someone comes in and they don't find something that they're looking for for a wedding over the weekend with us, then I definitely direct them downtown. Um, ask them if they're for a ladies' day and they've asked for lunch. You know, Tell them what our favorite places to eat in town is and stuff like that. So it's definitely trying to build... Waverly, because if we don't succeed, then nobody does in Waverly, or if we get somebody in. We want Waverly to be a shopping destination, yeah. yep. not, um, people won't necessarily just come to our store. We do have some girls, or yeah. some ladies yeah. that do specifically come just to see us, but um, we want it's our town to, to prosper. Yep. So like participating in the events that the chamber puts on and stuff like that is huge, because um, it, with like a lot of, we have a billboard in Cedar Falls, and so, bringing people to Waverly that might not know that there's other places is um, as much important for us as it is for Waverly as a whole. Yeah. Some of those in-person things, you know, we're talking about digital marketing, but sometimes those are forgotten by businesses or those in-person opportunities to make connections because that's when you find out, you know, there's other opportunities that when somebody comes in, maybe you're not the right fit for them at the time, but then you can help connect them yeah. with somebody else. Yeah. And that does build that brand of community yeah. and being helpful and and all that, and, and I'd, be, I'd, I'd actually like to spend just a little bit of time talking about, you know, your, your target audience. You had mentioned, you know, always keeping them in mind when deciding what to be a part of or what not to. Can you give an example of maybe something you were considering, but then when you thought back to your target audience, you're like, no, that doesn't quite, that's not gonna fit. Because I know that's one thing um, that we've, with businesses that we've talked to, they wanna, you know, anybody that comes in, they'd love to sell them something, because, you know, you need to sell to continue to grow and help that bottom line, but 
If all of a sudden your target audience is everyone, then your target audience really is no one because it's not specific. Do you have a story like that that you can share? I think when it comes to picking out our clothing. That's huge. Like some of the items that we might think like are ourselves. really <laughs> cute, maybe, you know, a, a little bit more, I don't know, fitted or um, I don't in like style, that. like younger, sexy type. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. You know, like, I mean, that yeah, that's true. We our, don't... I mean, we'll maybe get like a dress or a top or two like that just to, you know, have in store. But I mean, we really try to have more of the relaxed fit you know, style clothing, uh, jeans that aren't as distressed because we're, we're targeting women who are working, you know, you can't wear distressed jeans to work. Um, you know, we'll have a few pairs in the store, but we definitely have more, you know, non-distressed jeans. And then, you know, we also, with the three of us, um, we'll help with that too. Like these two might love something and I'll be like, but that's not like we have to think of our ladies or vice versa. They'll be like, Tanya, that is not going to work. Like <laughs> that's, some, you know, something that maybe you love, but it's no. not. Or shoes, um, you know, like shoes. Like, yep. you're not yeah. going to sell, you know, a super high heel that's narrow fitted. Like that's not. Yeah. Um, they like comfy, something they can wear to work, still looks nice. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And we listen to them. And They'll tell us. Yes, yes. Oh, a hundred percent. We'll have customers that'll come in and be like, "Hey, can you get this?" And we'll be like, ah, "I don't think so, but we might be able to get something like it." Right. Or they'll they'll tell us if they they're like, "Don't like something," and we'll yeah, we'll listen to everything they have to say. Um, our target audience do not like anything with their upper arms. I never knew that. I never knew that that was a thing. <laughs> and so they want something that will hit their elbows. And so when we went to market. We looked for those things. Like we, we put out a, a post, like what are some things that you are wishing that we had in the store? Um, and they answered or they told us on our live, you know, this is what we hope that you were, would get into the store. And so when we look at inventory and bringing it in, then we look at those things. Like, is it see-through? Is the, how is long is the sleeve? Um, what is the fit like? And that kind of thing. And so just keeping that in mind. Yeah. Or if it is a tank top, you know, can you wear like a normal bra with it? Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. those are things that um, are our population. And sometimes yeah. we'll take pictures of it and post it on Facebook and ask them, do you like this? Yes or no. And we'll get a lot of ladies that'll be love it, love it, or no, hate it. And so we'll look at that and be like, okay, let's get this. Let's not get that. Yep. We do value their opinion and we let them have it like through all of our social mm -hmm. media and i think that's something they like too because yep. you know that's not you don't they get, get that a, everywhere they right. get an opinion right. in what mm -hmm. what is coming into somewhere they shop mm -hmm. well that's what i was that was my next question was have you ever had an issue getting that or was that always pretty easy to get that feedback when you've asked for it i think it's always been easy i don't think we've ever had a hard time asking and i think it's some of it's because of the relationship we've built with them like they know they're safe letting us know their opinion. Like we've never like told them that they were wrong or we've never criticized them and um, anything like that. And so they know that they have that um, availability to let us know how they feel about it. Because mm -hmm. we, we have some people that we've talked to and it's like we just, everyone says like, oh, it was great, but they never give us anything to work off yeah. of or maybe they're scared of giving us feedback. And it's like, well, have you asked for feedback before? No, we've not. And you know, when a business is all of a sudden wanting you, it's like you've never asked me for feedback. Why? Right. Right. Now all of a sudden, yeah. And we yeah. have on our website where they can review our products yes. mm -hmm. um, and leave that there. And 
that helps us too. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and, and you know, anonymous feedback is nice if you can attach a name to it. Sometimes then it can lead to a conversation. Yeah. I don't know if you've had that before. Sometimes yeah. those insights can be great. Yeah. And even if it's something negative, if you have that conversation, spend that time, it can be something positive on the end of that. Mm -hmm. so. And we've had that with our returns. So I handle our, all our returns that come back from our customers. So if I notice that a customer is sending a lot of stuff back, and so then I will reach out to them and I'll be like, um, thank you for you shopping with us. Thank you for your return. You know, I've noticed that a lot's coming back. Is there anything I can do to help you that would help with that? Um, and you know, some of it's just, they're trying to learn what their size is. And so it's, it's having that open communication with them at any time, no matter what. Yeah. Cause then if you see their next mm -hmm. order comes through with a similar size, Tanya will get a hold of them and be like, Hey, you got a one X. I really think you would be better in a two X or an XL vice versa. And then they're like, okay. So, cause she'll get to know like, this wasn't working for you. Try this. And they'll be like, okay. And then it'll work. And they'll be like, thank you so much. Like yeah. I didn't even colors, even yeah. certain colors don't, you know, like they'll might love it, but they'll ask on the live, was that a good color for me? And it's just oh, from building wow. that relationship with them that I'll be like, no, you should probably do this top instead of that top. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's again, goes back to having that, you know, initial that honest communication. Yep. And that connection Same with them way too. in person. I yeah. mean, they come out of the dressing room and we're there to give them feedback. Yeah, if like we, we don't think it looks good. We'll yeah. In the, in the nicest way. Like, yes. Like, you know what I mean? Because like they're said, yeah, when you, you know? leave here, like you want to feel comfortable. Yeah. You, we're not going to lie to you until you look good in something. And then you go out and be like, someone else say that, you know, like, no, we want you to know. And then, and they like that. People yeah. love that. They're like, cause sometimes you're like, I'm sorry, I am not trying to hurt your feelings. And they're like, no, I want yeah. you to tell me this. And we're like, okay. <laughs> I just even think about, for me, I asked my wife once before going out to dinner if she liked yeah. an outfit. Yeah, and then got home later that night, she didn't like it. It's like, well, why didn't you say it ahead of time? Right. You know, that would have helped. And especially when they're purchasing something, they want to know if they're going to spend right. their money on it. We want them to wear, we want them to love it mm -hmm. and feel confident in it. And if they, they don't, don't, it's going to sit in their closet right. and that does us no good. Right. right, they'll never come back no. or they'll, yeah. they'll never say anything highly about you. So. Right, because if they love it and then people are like, what are you wearing? Oh my God, I got from Monero. I love this. Right. Like you just, I don't know. I'll yeah. even get personal messages on the weekends um, to my Facebook or to even to my phone. Tanya, I'm going out. Would, does this look better than this or <laughs> something like that? And so, you know, it, it makes me feel good about that because then I know that they trust my opinion and, and that they're going to come back and shop with us and you know because that helps all of us sitting on this couch if that happens that has so, to be so fun it is yeah. it is so great and then like people that will come in and they have you know hate shopping and they hate they've had the worst experiences in the entire world and they may have been shopping all day long um it's just having the patience with them and the grace to understand that and then they come back they come back because they felt comfortable there and stuff like that. And so I think that is the most rewarding thing, no matter if it's online or if it's in store, um, just having that. So I think that's, you know, awesome for us. Mm -hmm. Well, and one thing that I just love, I think with almost every single question, especially on the digital or the online stuff, we've always gotten back to relationships outside of it, you know, so using those tools to bring people in, but then not leaving it there, you know, right. pulling right. it off. Yeah. And so talk about, was that always, part of the plan. It just, it just seems like you're like it was, that. It was it's never always been my, my <laughs> I've yeah. always preached that. So my background, actually, I don't work full time at the store. I am a counselor. Um, wow. That's kind of my, yeah. my true calling. This was a hobby that just blew up, blew up. Yes. <laughs> um, 
And so um, my mission from the get-go has always been building those relationships and making women feel good. Um, so mm -hmm. I've preached that to, to everybody, to all our employees. Like, I don't care how much you're selling, make them feel good, build that relationship. They will return, you know, like it's, nobody works on commission. It's nope. just, mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's worked for us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think also because we are all different sizes, you know, and being a plus size gal going out and shopping, you know, it's really, I'm relatable to them. You know, I understand the frustrations and, and stuff like that. And so, um, when you see a photo or you like, when we do our online shows, we put the clothes on. So there's two of us wearing the clothes. So they see it on a plus size girl and they see it on a straight size girl. And so they get to see how it's going to fit them. Even if they, you know, it kind of gives them a guide. And so that helps out too, um, to let them know, like, you know, and there is no hiding it. We tell what our sizes are. We, you know, our insecurities. And, and so that also makes us relatable online. Um, to our customers also and they know hey, okay So if Tanya's wearing that size or Heather's wearing this size they get to know us and what we're wearing And so that helps that too. Yeah, I know a lot of local business owners especially have a hard time getting in front of the camera mm -hmm. And so especially that so one getting in front of the camera is hard But two being open about that yeah. is very challenging. Is that something you had to learn or oh, was yes. that okay from the start? No, no I was so uncomfortable. Yeah agreed. I was so <laughs> nervous because so it's nervous. not like sitting here, like we're communicating with you and you're mm -hmm. talking with us. When you're online selling, you are talking to yourself yeah. or interacting with each other. Like we can read the words and we can say them, but there's not somebody op having an open yeah. conversation with us. And so that was a big yeah. curve. And like I said before we started this, my first live, I stood in the back. I did not talk. I was straight as a board. <laughs> yeah. I didn't move. I didn't anything. And so you described the clothes for me the first time. I, I just stood there. Tanya, <laughs> Tanya said everything I was wearing. Yeah. And now, now I can look at what they're commenting. I can think about what I yeah. have to say about the clothes and how it fits and be goofy. Cause at first I was like, it's so, like looking I in think, the mirror. Yeah. I mean, you're like, yeah. like talking into a mirror because yeah. you're watching yeah. yourself. You see yourself. Yeah. Oh, and you apologize mm -hmm. the entire oh, my God. first life. Yeah, I think I said sorry. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't form words. I didn't know what I was saying. And and now I'm. it's so much fun. And so in having two people opposed to one, yeah. you can at least like, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. talk to each other and make it fun. And we have people come in and they will literally just be like, I love watching your lives. Right. And they won't even comment, and that's okay if they don't comment. Yep. Um, we love when they do, but if they don't, that's fine. And they're just like, I just love watching you guys. You guys right. look like you're having so much fun. And we and are. And fun. We really are having so much fun. And that's another thing that makes it yep. easy. They can see that through the camera. They can see if you're just sitting there trying to be like, this is this, buy this. You know, like, we're trying to give them that. Right. It's making them comfortable, but in return, it's when you love what you're doing and love the people you're working with that just that it doesn't matter if it's in person or if it's over any form of internet or whatever mm -hmm. they absolutely can see that and so and it is true we absolutely love what we are doing what we are providing for other people i think is the most rewarding thing awesome awesome so how long did it take you to feel comfortable doing that there's i just so there's some hope for right, folks. I right. can't tell you how many conversations it's, you know, I'd love to be on social media. It's like, well, are you comfortable? No. <laughs> well. <laughs> for me, at the get-go, 
I loved it. So right. it was never, I didn't have that reservation. I would rather do that than sell in person. Oh, okay. um, yeah. And yeah, I'd rather sell, sure. I mean, I would, and I'm the opposite of Kelly. At first, I'd rather sell in person than, you know, be online. I think um, probably by the third or the fourth live we did, I think I got more comfortable with it. And it helped that Kelly was there also. And so, like, talking about it, I just kind of watched her and answered questions for, you know, she would answer my questions and stuff like that. Um, and I, we tell, like, when we add somebody new, we start them out doing just videos because you can stop them and redo them and, yeah. and over and over and over as many times as you want to before we put them on a live. Like, I'm not just going to say, welcome to Mo and Arrow. Now today you're going to go live. And... Um, that's like the first time for Heather. That's why I talked and she I just stood, stood there and kind of like <laughs> yeah. went through the motions. Yeah. Um, it took yeah, about like a month. But yeah. then I was also like coming in to it like after you guys had already been doing it. I didn't want to like let you down. I wanted right. to make sure you did all the right things. <laughs> right. And then, yeah. And then, I don't know. Just, it, you'll get there. And our customers are awesome. Like they're, they'll tell you, you're, you know, like they're boosting you up as you're doing it too. So they're letting you know that you're doing a great job. And, and so like they were telling Heather that first time, you're doing great, Heather, it's okay, you know, and stuff like that. And so yes. it, it helps out too, you know, they're, they know that it's a struggle to be on because they wouldn't want to do it for them either. So they're, you know, they understand that. So what I'm so. hearing is take baby steps, mm -hmm. get some trusted feedback yeah. and mm -hmm. just go for it. Start you know, out gotta, just recording. Start yeah. out recording yourself with whatever you're doing and then watching that, watching how, what you say, how many times you say, um, or the, yeah. or, and or I had little post-its. I would have like little yep. post-it notes, like that would tell me the sizes that we had in this product, the price, the, you know, the name of it. And then now it just like comes naturally. But before I would make notes for myself and make sure I got all of them right. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, some people, they assume that you can just get on there, no preparation, and it can go well. Preparation's key, especially for lives like that, to know what you're Agreed. talking about. And I think it helped for Heather um, was that she did the description. She writes all the description of the clothing. Mm -hmm. And so she was able to um, relay what she wrote as and talk about it mm -hmm. also. So making those little post-it notes were just highlights of what needed to be, like main focuses that needed to be said. Mm -hmm. So. Well, very good. Well, I think we're kind of getting towards the end here. We've covered a bunch of awesome topics. Thank you so, so much for well, your time. For yeah, thank Before you. Before we kind of wrap up, would you just, whether it's about lives, email, text, brand, do you have any final advice that you'd encourage folks, you know, specifically to local businesses that either are a one-person shop, small organization, or even somebody considering opening a business? What would just be some advice you'd have for them? Be prepared to hustle. Um, it doesn't come easy. Um, and what worked you know, a month ago isn't necessarily going to work next month. Uh, build that relationship. That's number one. Know your audience. Um, kind of get that target population down. Um, Be open to trying new things yeah. and seeing if it works. Have a brand. And you, you stay in your lane, right? You know, yeah. like we see other boutiques doing certain things or maybe similar things to us. Like stay in your lane. Like... Um, focus on yourself, what's in your circle of control, and build your community. Yeah, I think exactly. that would probably be the biggest thing. If, if you don't have that audience, like Kelly said, that target audience, or, or build that connection with them, then they're going to find somewhere else to build that connection. So you got to have that off the bat, I think. Yeah, it's not about what we sell. It's about yep. who we're selling it to and who they're buying it from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's... 
And at the end of the day, we walk away like feeling good. Yep. You know what I mean? Knowing that we made other people feel good. And yeah, and just hustle and do it the right way. Have fun. Mm -hmm. That's well, a lot of advice. That's <laughs> a lot of advice. <laughs> no, but again, thank you so, so much for your time um, well, today. We really for appreciate sure. it. I know that yeah. our audience appreciate it as well. But um, thank you again for tuning in to the Raisin Brand Podcast. As always, you can find us um, on your favorite podcasting spot, whether it's Spotify, Apple, um, or also you can watch the video on YouTube. Thank you much and hope you have a great rest of your day. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to another Raisin Brand podcast. Make sure to check out our website at raisinbrand.co and sign up for our email list to make sure you never miss another podcast.